When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, hustlers, we know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by B21, a platform which helps you start your journey with cryptocurrencies. Visit b21.io slash hustleshare and get $2 upon signing up. Also by Ideaspace, a nonprofit supporting innovation and technopreneurship as a path to nation building. Ideaspace runs an annual startup competition. For more information, make sure to sign up for their newsletter at ideaspacefoundation.org slash connect. Also powered by Podmetrics, the only analytics platform you'll ever need for your podcast. Sign up now at podmetrics.co for free and use the code HUSTLESHARE. I needed, you know, to, to be better than my previous generation. Just as my father was better than his previous generation. Just as I'd like my next generation to be better than me. Welcome to HUSTLESHARE. The podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Beitiong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We are on our season five, and we want to make sure that on our fifth season, we start the year right, because 2020 was pretty messed up, and we want to make sure we start the year off right, and we don't get any remnants of 2020 uh, when we do this, and we have a very special man in the show, and finally, we got him, right? Let's welcome to the show, Mr. Josiah Go. Hello, Ron. How are you? I'm good. Again, big fan, big fan. I've, again, but before anything else, I, I want to do a shout out 
because I've been wanting to get you on the show, but someone was adamantly <laughs> persistent in getting you on the show. So shout out to Chrissy Martinez, who even messaged us to get you on the show. Oh, okay. Chrissy from uh, La Moya. I don't even know where she's from, but she said you gotta have Josiah go. I'm like, I agree. I've been wanting to have the show because I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of of again your 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 work. Uh, again, just let's uh, uh, I just want to have the ability to now pick your brains and ask you sure. what everybody wanted to know. How did Josiah go start? But before that, I need to ask you the million dollar question, Josiah. What's your hustle? Well, I am a, I'm a business entrepreneur. Uh, I'm I'm an educator. I'm a, I'm a formulator of ideas. There you go. I'm an advocate. I am uh, so many things uh, depending on uh, the role I play at that time. I'm a father. I'm a husband. Yep. Uh, so uh, you know. You call it a slasher. No? There you <laughs> so, go. <laughs> you know, and and uh, but uh, I enjoy my my role as a business educator the most wow. because of the multiplying effect of helping other people. Absolutely, you know it's uh, it's again paying it forward. We need more uh, people like you uh, yeah. to to teach us. And again, hopefully, we start this year right because that's also the purpose of having this podcast. But I just don't do it as well as you uh, as you do. No, not even close. <laughs> but again, I just talk to people and give them a voice and uh, tell them that hey, you can do it too. Just like everybody that I've had here on the show. But yeah, before yeah. I get carried away. Yeah, uh, we, we all have to start somewhere, right? Yeah. Correct. But I need you to buckle up, Mr. Josiah, because we're going to have to ride the Hustle Share Time Machine. Okay. Okay, so it's going to be a bumpy ride. There you go. And when we're and we're now back to where it all started, uh, I want to understand, Josiah, because before you became the marketing guru that everybody knows, you know, I want to understand how did you... Uh, grow up because a lot of the entrepreneurs that I've had here, the Donald Lims, the Ernest Coos, the Dado Banatos of the world, these are just the most prominent. Again, now I have Josiah Go. Thank you. Um, they always say that there's a heavy influence of their parents being entrepreneurs or being hard workers growing up that were embedded into them at an early age. What was that like growing up for you, and how did you get exposed to entrepreneurship? I, my brother and I, we were required to work. Uh, during uh, while we were taking college, wow! Uh, if if we didn't work, we were working students. If we didn't work, we have no allowance. No? Wow! So and uh, I was working. We were working in a a machine shop, uh, oh. a small machine shop in Caloocan City, and I was studying at Lasal. So I had to take the wow. jeep and the bus uh, to school. Yeah. Uh, I you know I I was given a car. I was given a, a second-hand car uh, that was so noisy uh, and <laughs> because the muffler was uh, defective. No? And, and, and that's a different story. So we were required to work. I was uh, working. It started when high school, fourth year, the summer of my high school graduation, and it, it went on. So if I, have, uh, if, if I had no schedule in school, I had to go to work. Wow. Saturday, I had to go to work. 
Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, that was, that, and, and, and I realized it was going to give me a head start advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my, uh, my father was uh, a middle class. I don't want to say that he's exactly rich. No? I think he's, he struggled uh, for a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was 11 years old, he was a market vendor. Uh, so, you, so you can see that, and I'm very proud of him. No, that you know, from market vendor, he went on. He set up, you know, he partnered with other people. Eventually, he had uh, some businesses, uh, became a community leader, mm-hmm. attained success in his own right. No, mm-hmm. but then I realized that uh, he, he, the the success that uh, I wanted. Uh, May 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 need some capital, and I realized my father would not have the kind of capital that I need. No? Got it. So so then I decided early that uh, my way of getting uh, capital was through knowledge, no, because yeah. that that was a white space at that time. Got it. Very few people saw that opportunity. I said. This is an opportunity. I, I just need to use my brain. And all I have to do was to sacrifice Friday night when every, all of my friends are partying. You know, are partying. I would yep. be studying, analyzing, you know, connecting the dots and challenging wow. certain concepts. Uh, and that was a tremendous sacrifice uh, mm-hmm. because I had to give up so many weekends. Yeah. I had to, I, you know, so that was the start. Uh, but it was uh, it was something inside me that said I I needed you know to to be better than my previous generation, just as my father was better than his previous generation. Correct. Just as I'd like my next generation to be better than me. Absolutely. That was that was my. Now, now I want to understand because you know a, a lot of people now, if they want to choose that sacrifice. Yeah. It's it's the 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 age of information. There's an overload and thriving of information because of the internet. But yeah. back then, you had to sacrifice and you had to be very deliberate about the information that you get, which, which we said was scarce, right? Where did you get the right uh, books or resources, you know, to read? Because yeah, it's not like there is an internet like we can do now. It's just one Google away. But for you, how did you get those 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 things? And what were the specific things you had to study? Well, you know, one of the things that I will tell you and, and your listeners is that don't focus on one particular subject. When I started, I was focusing on marketing. Mm. So, for, in fact, I started as a sales trainer, more than a marketing trainer. I shifted after a few years. So, for about 15 years, I was looking at marketing. I was focusing on marketing. Wow. And I grew tremendously when I shifted my attention. So from marketing, I be, it, it became a fusion of marketing and blue ocean strategy and innovation, which led me to business model. And there's a reason why. Because if you look at marketing, you, you get everything as gospel truth. But if you look at another angle, if you look at another lens, then you realize something is wrong. I'll, I'll give you an example. Okay. We, ha- we have been taught by the West about marketing mix. This concept came from the West. Yep. 
Uh, and the only way to differentiate ourselves is through what is called marketing mix. Yeah. And I realized that's not true. Uh, there are four levels of differentiation. Eventually, I created my own levels of differentiation. Okay. Uh, the first level is your marketing mix. The second level is your market segment. The third level is your market driving strategy, which means you are focusing on an unserved market, and you don't even need to compete because you're probably yes. at that time. Correct. And the fourth level of differentiation is your business model. Yep. And your business model differentiation can be superior to marketing mix alone. Correct. Uh, and, and marketing mix, your competitor can match you the same day. Yep. Uh, so, and then I realized there is something better. And I realized those things when I started learning about not limiting myself to marketing, but, you know, the, the peripheral, the adjacency. Got it. And, and then I, I grew tremendously. That's so amazing. that's my suggestion. Uh, mm. don't, don't, don't fall in love with what you're studying. Mm. Uh, so for the last 30 years, I have six pivots so far. Wow. Sales to marketing to blue ocean strategy to innovation, entrepreneurship, and business model. Take uh, wow. a deep dive. So your core, it's like a company. Your core is now a core of six different interrelated ideas instead of just one. Correct. Can you imagine if you were to just focus on marketing? You're stuck in yep. what you're doing because that's only one lens. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing advice. And especially, you know, it's uh, whatever the, the final or the current product now, because I'm pretty sure that's still going to evolve. It's just a combination of all those six pivots also mastered through time yes. over what you put in. Now, I want to understand how you also put it into work, because aside from being an educator, you are also an entrepreneur. I want to talk about that a little bit because yeah. I've growing up. Uh, I've seen your office around near Ilang Ilang Street because I grew up in Kamuning, right? Uh, that's where my school bus used to usually go, <laughs> goes through in Waters, Philippines, and Mansmith and Fielders. Is it correct that your office is near Ilang Ilang Street in New Manila? That's that's where well, I have been there for a long time. Uh, wow. For- Maybe close to, <laughs> even close to 30 years. My childhood was built through that street because that's where my, my school is in, in New Manila. So it's like, wow. So now I know the guy who runs it. I want to understand, what's the business of Waters and Mansmith? How did you build it, again, from being a student that sacrificed to what it is uh, now? One of the biggest learnings uh, was to, your, is your ability to give up uh, whatever you have at this, you know, at that point in time, because I and I and I tell my client this: exit is a strategy, uh, because sometimes we don't want to exit. We keep on adding. I'll give you my story: how Waters Philippines uh, came about, and Waters Philippines now is not just a market leader in home water purifier; it's the number one waters distributor in Asia. Wow. But before, uh, and, and we're celebrating our 30th anniversary oh, now. Congratulations. But, uh, but I tell you, before, uh, what happened, uh, uh, sorry, 25, but er- earlier than the Mansmith is celebrating thir- 30th anniversary, Waters is 20, 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. But one of the things is that I was distributor of Sanyo appliances in the Philippines. 
So I was in the appliance business uh, in the middle 80s. And when I started the business, my margin was about 40%. The Japanese yen started appreciating. Uh, Japan was being pressured by the U.S., just like the U.S. pressuring China to devalue the Chinese one. But China, you know, didn't even follow. But Japanese were more cooperative at that point in time. So from 240 Japanese yen to a dollar, eventually became 120. So the Japanese product imported directly from Japan were getting very expensive. So in, in, in spite of increasing prices, it was getting expensive, but my margin dropped from 40% to 4%. I, I needed inventories and spare part. I said, there's no way I'm going to survive. So I recommended to my board, exit this particular business, focus on water purifier. It was totally different because everybody knows what is toaster and blender and <laughs> coffee maker. And, yeah. But water purifier at that time, I mean, you're, even some of my friends said, you're out of your mind. Who's going to buy, you know, water purifier? No? Right. And at that time, people thought the water is, is, is you clean. Know, but nowadays everybody pays for drinking water, so you know, and 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 I and I love it because they realize that I saw that opportunity ahead of everybody else. And I did I did not enter the water refill station. I entered the the equipment business for home because I saw ultimately the water refill station was going to be saturated. Super. It was to go into red ocean it was yep. going to go into a price war mm-hmm. uh, and i didn't i didn't want to do it no. got it that's amazing now last question before we take our first break what were the biggest uh challenges you had to overcome in your waters journey and also i guess in mansmith uh that that uh still sticks sticks through today i mean despite the the the, the longevity of how long you've d- done it already if you're the first in the industry uh, then you can either be the case study for being, uh, you know, a bad example or a good example. I didn't want to be a bad example, so I, I want to make sure that I would succeed. No? Mm-hmm. But, you know, being the first network direct selling company in home water purifier, when Amway wasn't existing in the Philippines, when Herbalife wasn't even existing in the Philippines, we had to educate the market on what is network direct selling. And I committed so many crazy mistakes because I was learning along the way. Uh, I was just courageous. You know, I was not af- not afraid. And maybe because I was younger at that time. No? Uh, and eventually, I also entered into, you know, added installment because that's what the customers were looking for. So I kind of combined network direct selling, combining with installment. I did not invent networking. I did not invent installment, but I put it together in one mm-hmm. and started to fly after, right. you know, after a few years. But you, wow. you, you have to be persistent, keep on tweaking. Mm-hmm. It, it, would you believe, Ron, in our first 20 years, uh, we, were, we were always looking for funds because we were, we were financing installment. No? Right. Uh, and eventually, my my and and I, and I had bank loan. And eventually, my banks uh, got the shock of their life because I was able to pay off uh, all my loan, and we're not debt free, no. Nice. Uh, we are even, you know, uh, uh, helping others uh, by mm-hmm. way of uh, in, in investing in 
in some potential Indeed. That's amazing. And again, uh, I'll talk about that investing because I tried <laughs> before when I first met you. But let's talk about that more after the break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate your growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at sasschallenge.ph. That's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We're still with the marketing guru, Josiah Go. Again, i big fan. Because before, I'll just uh, share a little bit of tidbit. Uh, Josiah, prior to the break, said that you know he's been investing on some. And I was a greenhorn before, you know, just like when I was just starting out my first startup. I don't remember how, but I remember messaging him, emailing him. We wanted to pitch him because he was like uh, doing investments. He invited me over to his house and I came in. I wasn't the confident guy that I am now. I was nervous as hell because I pitched in front of his whole family, his wife and his kids. And I was technically pitching a flawed product. This was guestless.ph back then where... It didn't have any legs, didn't have, uh, but eventually I, I got that off the ground, but it failed. But that was the most nerve wracking thing. I even remember Miss Cheeky having the check on her hand uh, when I pitched, like, oh my God, that's a check. I need to get that. But uh, I didn't get anything. And the one thing that, that struck out that you told me was I didn't know what I was doing yet. I was hurt because I was a greenhorn. As, as kids, you know, you don't really put that into context until, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But I used that like, all right, I'll do my best to really get this off the ground. And, and again, hindsight twenty twenty, I needed that. So thank you. Thank you for that. But um, 
what what do you now look for in those those types of business that you see are worth your time and investment? Because I didn't have it yet back then. Uh, yeah. Well. yeah. Well, Ron, uh, first is I don't feel too bad about it because I, you know, all of nobody's perfect. We had our share of bad investment as well. Uh, and uh, one of the things that I tell people is to have criteria because it's kind of hard to say you jump into it, but you don't have a set criteria. Even launching new product, mm -hmm. you need to have a criteria. Launching a new business, choosing product, you need to have a criteria. So, for example, one criteria would be your business model. Your, you know, what kind of profit are you going to generate? How are you going to generate it? No? And how are you going to give a return on investment on the stockholder? Correct. Uh, many times, uh, listening to pictures of people mm -hmm. made me uh, smile. And, and uh, there are some commonalities that I realized. One. Uh, is that they have not thought about the value proposition very clearly. Uh, in fact, I always ask one question, if I close your company today, what will the customer miss? And they always stare at me and say, well, you know. And the second question is, okay, if I invest the money that you're asking for, so how am I going to get it back? Uh, they never thought about, you know, I've not met a single person. <laughs> ROI. Now that was probably one of those. Uh, I was sweating like a guy. <laughs> yeah, which is which is true because if you put in investment, you need to have the responsibility. Yes, you owe them an exit. So, so how are you? How is he going to recover his investment? Correct. Uh, and so that's the. So that's that's. Uh, these are two unfortunate things that people <laughs> will have to to decide. Yeah. No, it's 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 uh, it's amazing, and again, uh, mad props, and thank you for that. I'm truly grateful. Uh, I've always wanted to come back and say, uh, and say personally thank you, uh, but I never got a chance. But here I am now. Thank you, Mister Josiah, and thank you for welcoming me to your home. Sometimes we have to shake people up a bit, and then they wake up. <laughs> no, I think I was also very young. Um, when you're young, you're just you 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 you, you see you miss to see the whole picture. Uh, and you don't have humility as much. There's a lot of bravado, but um, that's also what you need to to get through certain humps. Because yeah. uh, you know, but again, through time you'll eventually figure it out if you're persistent, just like what you said. Now I want to understand, uh, Josiah, how you built your passion for mentorship and you know, mar mar marketing, uh, being a marketing guru. I, I how did you build that career? Because I you already saw. And told us how you put in the work to know, but yeah. knowing and sharing are two different things. How did you now scale that ability to, to share? Well, so I was uh, studying at the side, no, but I, it, it took a long time so many years, so many years because you cannot be practicing and taking a deep dive immediately and claim that you have the expertise. It takes so many, so many decades, in fact, mm -hmm. but uh. Manny Fernandez, who's a professor of Ateneo, who was the chairman of Ateneo Management Department at that time, saw me and invited me to teach. And I said, are you kidding me, Manny? I, I have no experience teaching. I don't know how to teach. Yeah. Uh, I'm not ready, you know, but silently I wanted to. But I said, I'm not ready. Mm -hmm. But uh, Manny was persistent. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and he said, I, I heard you 
uh, in, in one event. You are very good. You just don't know about it. No? And I was really, you know, and, and it, you know, many times uh, there are other people who will see something in us and we would not be able to see something in ourselves. No? So I owe money Fernandez that. And I, I turned him down and, and then he made the, the, a big comeback. Mm -hmm. uh, you help me now. Help, help me. I need a professor. Uh, and there's no one to fill it up. Can you just help me one semester? Just wow. take care of the kids, just <laughs> just for me. Okay. Uh, you know, do me a favor. And I said, "Wow, how can how can you turn down people when they were?" Yeah. And I and so I did. Then he said, "One more sem, one more sem." You know. So I kind of saying, "There's uh, something I need to complete." Okay. I said, okay, I'll complete one year. Mm -hmm. But you know, at the, at the, just at the end of that one year, I had a former student who came back with a cookie uh, and went to school, looked for me and say, Josiah, Joe, you know, the, my students call me Joe. Mm -hmm. uh, I just want to thank you. I have decided to enter marketing because of you and your class. Wow. And I said, what, what, what happened? You know what did that? And I said, and that was the most delicious cookies I have ever tasted in my life. <laughs> I mean, somebody. Was yeah. And I tell you, that got me hope. It wasn't the the pay of uh, somebody teaching in school is never good, no? mm -hmm. but it got me hope. And you know, from from and Rudy Ang took over and eventually asked me, can I be the director for marketing minor program? And I, you know, and there is no marketing major in Ateneo, so there's only a marketing minor. I said, sure, because Rudy just came from the U.S. Uh, he, he took over as the new head. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a marketing bar. He's more on finance and accounting. Right. I said, sure. So I was the director for marketing minor program for three years. Mm -hmm. uh, and at around that time, when I started teaching part-time, I invested in a company, a training company, mm. uh, and eventually the training company, the the uh, my partners uh, decided to leave for the U.S. Nobody was running the company, and I decided to revive the business after a few years. Wow. Uh, no, no, not a few years. Probably uh, less than a year. Okay. Uh, probably less than a year. So I kind of tried to revive it and say. Well, you know, yeah, what if I revive it? Let's see what's going to happen. And one thing led to another. And right. eventually, I got so many awards uh, nice. you know, as an educator in Mansmith and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, developed my theories. And because I learned, you know, the teacher is always the first student because the participants, the students are asking you questions and you learn from different batches. There are common questions that they ask you. So you can, uh, you can research suffer. And that's, that's the reason why I started teaching advanced marketing. I started teaching market driving strategy, business model, innovation, defensive marketing, marketing innovation, uh, and so many other subjects, you know, five skills of master strategies. Uh, these are eventually you, you, one thing led to another. It, you you can kind of learn something, and 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 you don't want the ordinary stuff anymore. No? Got it. And again, I'm not gonna delve too much on the the hustle because we're gonna talk about these things because now you have a brand new product that 
that's again waiting to educate more people with the business model map um without giving away everything of course <laughs> what what the what's in it now uh what what's in this new uh, resource that you're about to give to the world well you know just look at the, the covid and the lockdown there are many companies with good products Correct. but we were not able to operate and the reason why they were not able to operate is uh, they may have good product but a bad business model. Uh, and and so take a look at it. You know, look at restaurants. They they were doing uh, many restaurants are doing very well, and suddenly they cannot do dine in. And suddenly they realize. So why am I doing delivery based on my restaurant? I can do delivery based on cloud kitchen. And which is which could have been part of their business model, but they don't have cloud kitchen. They always have delivery uh, from the the, the restaurant, which is a very very expensive place. No? You have a very expensive place, and and if it's in a mall, you have to pay the mall you know commissions. Right. Yep. Cloud yeah. kitchen somewhere in the side street, you don't have to do that. Right. So that's that's number one. Number two is then you realize. So what happened to marketing during the ECQ? Uh, many times marketing did not do anything because they had nothing to sell. What's there to market? Got it. Uh, and companies were losing money. They were not operating, uh, which is also telling us that whether you're marketing your operations, your finance, the department can no longer function as a department. Mm. Everyone must understand the bigger picture which is the business model. And there are 11 building blocks. It's subdivided into wow. offering and the operating. And I don't mind defining it for you. The sure, offering, sure. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. Offering, the offering is marketing. And there are five basic things that you have to get it right. Target market, value proposition, uh, channel, your customer bonding strategy, and your revenue model. There's so that, these are the five the first five decisions you have to make. And then on the other hand, you have to execute. Because if you don't execute it, your marketing, your, your plan is just in the mind. There's mm -hmm. no revenue. So then you have to think of your value chain. Uh, and, and you have to think about your processes, your resources, who would be your key complementer. How do you reconfigure for innovation and cost? Mm -hmm. And I have discovered two things that is missing uh, that that other people talk about business model, and I have been talking for the last ten years. Yep. That you know, with my first business model course ten years ago in June 2010, mm -hmm. that business model must have value chain and must have must reconfigure for innovation. My and admittedly, uh, I brought Blue Ocean strategy to the to the Philippines uh, fifteen years ago. So my orientation, and, and even before that, you know, I have been a practitioner. I just didn't have a name. It was called Blue Ocean. Right. Uh, that you need to start doing and stop doing. Correct. Uh, when you stop doing, you can reconfigure your cost to be low. When you start doing, then you, you become industries first. So, Correct. you know, like, like a Mansmith and Fielders is the industries First, it, we're a private company, but we're the first advocacy-based training company. No, there's no other company like this uh, in the Philippines, in Asia, or in the world that we are aware of. But the Philippines is the first. Got it. You know, network, uh, they're excelling in home water purifier. So you have to think about 
not just differentiating uh, in in the same way in the marketing mix, which is what mm -hmm. the West have taught me, but you have to differentiate in a different way. Mm -hmm. And to differentiate in a different way is really going beyond marketing. You have to look at your whole business model, yeah. how you can be different in a different way. Yeah. And so I, I've discovered, so of the 11 building blocks, the weakness of many companies is value chain. And I talk about Cloud Kitchen, which is part of value chain and mm -hmm. innovation. Innovation is not in their mind. Many times they, they love to have creative advertising. By the way, that's needed. It's important. Yeah. But if you are if your business model is not innovative in the first place, you mm -hmm. will still be in red ocean killing each other. It's still a zero sum game, no matter how good is your advertising. True. So that's the reason why we have to zoom out and take a look at the business model. Uh, so that's what the, the eleven building blocks of the Mansmith business model map. Uh, is all about and it's now in continuum academy we have a course now 55 videos 55 wow at a ridiculous introductory price of 30 dollar roadster wow that's amazing uh, so that's... it's the 30th anniversary of man ah. <laughs> so there you go if you miss it this year, you're just going to be 31. Just kidding. <laughs> it's, 30, it's $30, but that's amazing. But I have a question about business models because in tech startups, the way we operate, again, is there's no such thing as a business plan, right? All business plans break up as, as soon as you get first contact with, with your customer. And we always say that the business model canvas, at least the way we use it, uh, is not valid yet until you validate each segment of the whole canvas. Correct. Uh, using the, the business model uh, map that you guys are, have created, majority of the time, I always see at least tech startup founders or early uh, entrepreneurs get stuck between creating the map or the business model canvas yeah. and execution. That's yeah. where they, they stutter. And majority of the time, if you just actually get through that first hump, you'll be okay the rest of the way. Yeah. Um, what's your advice to those people that are you know uh, well, stuck my, there? My advice is... Uh, in the first place, the business model canvas has nine building blocks. Right. Uh, and it's inadequate because it doesn't have value chain and innovation. Mm. And if they have, then it's a by the way thing. No, not, yeah. not exact. That's for my, my okay. you know, I've analyzed it and I don't see it. No? Mm. Uh, I have mentored so many entrepreneurs and they use the business model canvas. Uh, so I credit uh, the founder of that for making it popular, but it's actually Blue Ocean that made a canvas popular more than any ocean canvas uh, that was ahead of everybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so, so I so can you imagine in a in a canvas there is no value proposition? So what's going to happen to you, Roadster? You will not plan for a value proposition. Correct. And so my question is, can you imagine if your map does not have innovation? So you will not be, you have a business, mm -hmm. but you don't have innovation. Correct. You have a business, but you did not plan how exactly are you going to create value? Because value chain is often confused with supply chain, but they're not the same. Supply chain is from point A to point B, but value chain creates value. So which is going to create value and which is going to deliver this value through the value proposition that has to be done 
very clearly. So, for example, if you have if you have technology, and part of that innovation is is to is to ask yourself. So, why? We, what is the pain point that you are trying to solve? Uh, and so, what makes this unique? In other words, a value proposition must be a result of the innovation. But the innovation need not be limited to value proposition. Innovation can be in the way things are done. Correct. Because the way things are done cannot be seen by competitor. Yep. Uh, and so, for example, you can have an exclusive supplier. Uh, you know, as your secret weapon. Nobody knows who's your supplier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so they can they can match it, but if they don't know the supplier, they cannot do anything, correct? Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Now let's take our last break and when we come back, let's talk about case studies based on, you know, how who you think are great at what they're doing on certain segments based on the business model map. But let's talk sure. about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game and again big thank you to sprout solutions liberating your time for what truly matters hey hustlers wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents well i got good news because today's sponsor uno digital bank is here to help you achieve your financial goals You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag Uno Ready Savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag Uno Earn or hashtag Uno Boost Time Deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag Uno Earn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. 
Hey hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023 and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor Dragon Pay is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named Fintech of the Year at last year's Philippine Fintech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back from the break. We're still with Joe there. I'll call you Joe now because uh, I feel like I've uh, spent no time now. I'm not going to call you Josiah. Okay. So, Joe, um, I, I want to understand now, right? You said all these theories. But again, uh, some people need good examples to wrap their head around what is Mr. Josiah Go saying, right? What are the best examples or case studies that you've seen executing the blue ocean strategy, the value proposition, and I guess the go-to-market strategy or what have you uh, that you've seen in the Philippines locally that they can replicate at least in execution? Because again, you can always see the same business model canvas or the business model map, whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, just like whatever startups, uh, uh, it's, it's popular uh, in startups. Ideas are cheap, but execution is gold. Who's sure. uh, the best ones that you've seen here execute that that well? You, you know, I, uh, I I I am very impressed uh, with the uh, with the original Mang Inasal. Yep, in Japan. And I will I will tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in fact, I had conversation with him and I showed him the business model map of Mang Enasal. I said, after having five sessions talking to him about Mang Enasal and whatever is in his mind, I said, in Jap, I have decoded. Let me show you what I have decoded. And he took one look at it and he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of, uh, kind of right. And, but he was amazed that everything can be expressed in one page, no? And I'll tell you why. Look at the start doing of Injap. Look at innovation. The start doing of Injap is he started uh, barbecue chicken in QSR. Mm-hmm. Now, he did not invent QSR, quick service, right? He did not right. invent barbecue chicken, but he put it together. But what was the stop doing? Mm-hmm. The stop doing is he did not follow the road. He did not have air conditioning for the first two years. Did yes, you know? I remember. I smelled like chicken every time I left <laughs> before. But that's, but that's a choice. Yeah. But most people would say, no, no, no. If you have a restaurant, you must have air conditioning. No, not right. him. And I said, so what was on your mind? He said, well, you know, 
I didn't have aircon because I was cheaper and I can afford to be cheaper because I was given a 50% discount on the rent and I was given a 50% discount on the rent because nobody was renting the place in Robinson's uh, Iloilo parking area for two or three years. No? So that's the first. But the second thing is very clear value chain. So, you know, the first thing is he had enough franchising. And I said, so why were you in a hurry to franchise? And he said, Josiah, very simple. If I don't franchise, the cost of my chicken is going to be very high. Mm. I, I would, he, and he would be, he would, he, he bought chicken from the supermarket. Oh. But, but he said, but if I have 10 stores, I can now buy chicken directly from processing plant. And I can buy chicken and the cost of the chicken might be 20, 25, 30% cheaper. Wow. Can you imagine in his mind? And that's the reason why I, you know, I, there's so many entrepreneurs in food now, but they did not plan value chain. They just jump into going into yeah. the food industry. But then, they, but how do you now scale up? Because if you don't scale up, you know, when you don't plan your value chain, your cost of raw material is going to be terrible. But, you know, and, and the fact there is a name, it's called the law of double jeopardy. What the is law the law of double? Yeah, sorry. It, 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 you have a high cost and a lower price because many entrepreneurs would like to offer lower price because, you know, according to them, because we're new and they're yeah. afraid the price high. Then the margins are terrible. Therefore, the margins are terrible. I said, yeah. that's because you did not plan your value. So you just plan your value proposition, but you didn't even plan your value chain. You need to plan your value chain. And and Mang Inasal in Japan, he said, well, I need to go franchising. And then I need to go branding. Why? Because, you know, I need to make people know I'm the first barbecue chicken and, and mm. so forth and so on. And then I need to secure my chicken supply. And, and because... How else? I mean, you're a chicken restaurant and you have no chicken. Everybody's going to laugh at you. <laughs> correct. No, that's correct. And now I understand with that example how he was able to scale so fast because yeah. that was a blitz. Blitzkrieg, literally. I yeah. saw one and then boom, just started opening up random in, in a lot of places until but, the Jollibee acquisition. That's true. And But take a look. There are so many copycats. But the copycat is only in value proposition. The barbecue chicken, one right. store, you know. And, but but even Waters Philippines, when we when we started it, we said, well, we cannot just do network direct selling. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, we were selling to the store, and we had to shift the business model. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we said, no, because at that time, appliance stores were very limited. You had, mm -hmm. you know, one brand having twenty stores, and that, so you're limited with the number of stores and i don't want to be limited with the number right. of stores and you have to wait for the customers you know to visit the store i said i don't want to be limited i, I want to get to the customer and i had research to back me up that says you know a customer who 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 were sold mm. by somebody they know did not even bother to check the price because of trust mm -hmm. Uh, and then I said, in the value chain, I need to add something. I need to add installment because that adds value to the con consumer. Because I realized my statistics is that the AB market, if I were to sell on cash basis, the AB market was less than 1%. It was a footnote. Wow. But the C market was 10 times more than the AB market. 
I need to tap the sea. I need the installment market, you know. And and I had and I had to borrow money from the bank, mm-hmm. uh, and and I had to charge an interest and offer uh, a different pricing. So cash, you have a cheaper price. But if you want installment, sure, I'll give you installment. But it's a different pricing. Yeah. So that also created value not only to the consumer but to the stockholder. Yeah. And so. And, and look at the direct, direct selling industry. Many direct selling companies operate the same way. They give credit, mm-hmm. but their credit price is the same as the cost price. Yeah. And so, so, so I ask, and, and so I look at it and I say, how is that going to cr- create value for your stockholder? It creates value for your customer, but you did not consider there will be bad debts. Not everybody is going to pay you. Where are you, to, where are you going to get the funds for? And therefore, you see in some industry, there are un- what you call anomalies. There are flaws in, in some particular industry. Correct. So I want you to, you know, to think, think about that uh, as well. And, and uh, uh, so, and, and there are, of course, uh, many, mm-hmm. many businesses. In fact, Ron's, I, during the ECQ, uh, in 2020, I actually studied 45 companies. Wow! In, from 17 countries, okay. they are non-essential products, and yet they operated. And mm-hmm. how, what they did, I actually documented it, mm-hmm. and I shared it in my business model course. Wow! Uh, and uh, so, so I hope people get to learn about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Continuum Academy, continuumedu.com. You know they yes, can. It will be in the show notes if you if you're driving or you're biking or you're walking, whatever. Don't worry, we got you. It's gonna be in the show notes on hustlershare.com. If you missed the whole URL, we got you. Okay, now let's pay it forward. Um, I, I wanna uh, ask you several things about you know um, entrepreneurship and, and and how they can now put this into work because one thing that. 2020 was able to also bring about by by force and by necessity is now it created an unprecedented number of online entrepreneurs. I see so many people that didn't even sell anything before now selling something. But again, you don't want to be stuck in mom and pop mode all the time, right? right? Because you want to be able, if if your business has legs, you should consider imperatively scaling that up. But what are those usual see usual problems that you see that that this, that hinders people from mom and pop uh, online seller mode to becoming a true enterprise? Remember, I told you the law of double jeopardy. There's another violation. Okay. To your, and to your point, it's called the law of foolish fellowship. There you know, whatever, Wherever, you know, and, and how many people have offered me sushi bake, for example? <laughs> or Ube Chispan de Sal last year. Oh, my God. And, and Ube Pan de Sal. And, and somebody said, we have an innovation. I said, what's your innovation? Ube said, oh, my goodness. Suddenly, everybody's doing it. Yep. So, 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 and very important is to look for a white space and think about how do you make it sustainable? Because you can have the advantage. Can you imagine your law of f- foolish fellow? There's nothing different about you. And then you suffer law of double jeopardy in entrepreneurship. Oh, you, double combine, whammy. you combine the two. That's double whammy. Uh, and, 
and, and that's the reason why I always say, well, if you want to go in business, mm-hmm. uh, from a mentoring perspective, I will tell you, don't do that. Mm-hmm. And you need to have criteria on choosing product. Not because you know how to cook, then you will go into the food business. Yep. You know, you need to look at unmet needs. Don't just look at what you know how to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I uh, actually judge in a competition before. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, somebody was showing me wine. Mm-hmm. So I said, so why did you get into the wine business? And the answer is because I know how to do wine. It has nothing to do with the marketplace because I know how to do one. And I said, that's a very dangerous answer because who's going to be your buyer and what are they looking for? Uh, you know, what, what don't they like about the existing product and what are the wish lists and so forth and so on. This has to be taken into consideration. Got it. Wow. That's amazing advice. And that, that's so true because, again, it, it, it's, it's that the double jeopardy. <laughs> And the foolish fellowship, you know, and most of the time they are like gagging up together and they're all both clueless. And there's nothing wrong with you having a wake up call and actually educating yourself because <laughs> you don't have good margins, you know, you're eventually just gonna, it's gonna be a price war and everybody loses, right? And I also talk about Blue Ocean in this, in this podcast all, all the time, especially in tech startups. Like, why do you want to be an e-commerce platform and compete head-on with Lazada and Shopee? Good luck. You're, they, 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 they can subsidize winning and actually lose per, per unit because they are at their market share and they have billions of dollars to kill you. Right, so you have to carve your own niche and and and, and serve uh, solve a problem with technology to get yes. that done. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Now I, I want to also understand uh, from from uh, from your point of view, uh, what is the best advice or what's the common advice that you also give out to to entrepreneurs, especially with someone with a tech play. Because that's majority of our listeners also. I mean, it's 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 now diversifying. It's funny because when in year one of Hustle Share, a lot of my, the listeners were around my age, twenty eight to thirty four. Uh, yeah. And then last year, for some reason, I attracted the Gen Z, twenty three to twenty seven. So hello, kitty kitty people that are listening to the show. Um, and these are the people who are now considering to be an entrepreneur. Yes, that they 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 feel the itch. They want to scratch it. But what's your best advice for those people who are now considering to jump? You know, one of the things that uh, that they have to ask is why. They have to know their why. Uh, and uh, so even my son, I encourage him to go into business. And the reason, part of the reason why I, I I'd like him to go into business is because you cannot teach everything. Uh, you have to be an entrepreneur yeah. to know the feeling. And I know the statistics. It takes at least you know three different pivots to get it right. No? Uh, just like you, you were saying that you, you were young and you learn. Yep. Uh, but that's how people learn. You learn from their mistakes. Yeah. And the earlier you do it, just don't mortgage your house the first time. Oh, hell no, please. <laughs> okay. because you, 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 there, is, there is a tendency for you to commit mistake. And while you're doing early, you're doing small, something small, sure, you can commit the mistakes. And, and uh, so, I, and, and if somebody would come for an investment, they have no prior experience, uh, they're bound to commit mistakes. Right. But if somebody has other businesses that have succeeded, 
uh, then at the very least, I know that somewhere along the line, they have already committed mistake. And, and I like to even ask people, what mistakes have you committed? It's not uh, trapping them or anything. No. Because I am seriously interested to know about their development, what have they what have they learned? Because some people commit mistakes, but they don't even know that they have committed mistake. Mistakes are staring at them, but you know they have not recognized it. No, but you have to process it in order to learn from it, so that next time there's a, a similar pattern, they can they can see it. No? Absolutely. Uh, and and uh, so be courageous to be to be an entrepreneur. You have to be very courageous uh and uh and and do it early uh, right. don't wait until you have perfect solution There's but you no need to thing. plan and <laughs> and do do the building block plan to commit lessen the mistake but you know there are ways to also avoid you have a mentor you ask a second opinion mm -hmm. uh, so things like that yeah, this is your real life Han Ji Pyong right here. Okay, drama startup. Oh, this with with uh, Sir Josiago. Okay, now um, I want to understand uh, from your point of view. I mean, hindsight being twenty twenty, yeah. if you were to be given a chance to do something differently in your journey, what would you do? Well, uh, I wouldn't want to do anything different. You know why? Mm. Because the mistakes that I have done in the past strengthened me. Okay. And there is no way you can say, well, I want to correct everything that, you know. The whole thing is about the movies in our mind. Right. You have a, mov you have a movie about your life in our mind. And, so you, and you realize you are in control of the movies. Yep. And you can, in fact, say, cut. Mm. And, and, and you can process it and say, well, why is it a cut? Because I don't like it. I want to take too sure. Mm. Uh, and, but, but sometimes the cut is not exactly, sometimes the cut could be a permanent cut because you don't see an opportunity or you, maybe you have the wrong partner or maybe you have the wrong situation, you have the wrong people, the wrong environment, for example. Yep. You just have to admit it and say, okay, mm. so you know, don't, don't suffer from what is called sunk cost mentality i you know i i wish i learned this more sunk cost mm -hmm. many entrepreneurs they keep on it's a losing proposition they it's not winning and they keep on doing it because mm -hmm. they have already invested money and and so that's the reason why some people take so many years before they call it quits because they're in denial uh, and i learned about the concept of sunk costs a few years ago and then i realized i should have learned it uh, more when you want to exit don't even think about some costs think about the project you know per, per se and analyze it uh, and and say do i have uh, a winning chance and if there is not then forget about that some costs right. you know, Put your you losses lick your wounds try again yeah. all right last question um What's the best advice you've ever received? Because you've given a lot of great advice. And it, I usually ask this from the best uh, um, um, guests I've had. I've asked this to Ernest Koo. I've added this to Francis Kong. And only a few people can actually give uh, a good answer to this. And I think you're one of them. Um, what's the best you, advice you've ever received? You know, my father one time told me, in Chinese, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm gonna, 
you yeah, know, translate. Translate. <laughs> yes. And, and he said, what you miss in direction, you cannot make up in time. And I have taken that to heart that says decision making is very important. And I'll tell you the context. So, you know, when we were young, he would tell us stories. And, and he said, you know, he went to medical school. But they're poor. You remember he was a market vendor when he was 11 and it was an uncle who helped him with his education. But he said, I should have finished my four-year course first, work, save money, and return to medical school. Okay. What he did was he went straight and he said that was the wrong decision. Mm. And he said if, if he were to do it all over again, he would not have done it. And that's the reason why he would remind me what you miss in direction, you cannot make up in time. Therefore, plan well. You know, and I always take it into heart and says, is it something that is permanent and irreversible? Because right. if it's permanent and irreversible, then you want to be very careful. Absolutely. Because there are mistakes that if you make that mistakes and you can never get it back, there, there, there are opportunities like that that if you fuck it up, I'm, I'm sorry. It, that's out, out, out of the window. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and life is, uh, that's why life is exciting because there's no such thing as perfection. Only God is perfect. Correct. But you need to enjoy your journey anticipating that there will be bumps, you know, and some traffic and some mm-hmm. hitches along the way. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, when you meet an accident on the road, you don't walk for the rest of your life. You, you, you get another ride and say, mm-hmm. okay, I still want to go to my destination. It's going to take a little longer, but I'm still interested to go to my destination. Remember the movies in your mind mm-hmm. for entrepreneurs? They, 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 they should be the writer, producer, and director. They should not allow anybody else to, you know, to do the movie and they're just watching. Yep. They should star in the movie and they should direct the movie. There you go. You have total control. Again, thank you so much, Joe, for an amazing, amazing episode. But before I let you go, please invite people over because we, we, we were only able to cover just a few tidbits of what you can already share again. Invite people over to the Continuum Academy again so they can also learn the business model map. Yes. Business model map is a 55 video course and it's available in Continuum Academy. It's continuum-edu.com And uh, so take advantage of it while it's it's $30. Oh, what the hell? Come on, guys. And there is in, in January, uh, uh, this is shown in January. So, right. middle of January, January 19th and 20th, okay. there is the first business model conference. Wow. So, if they, if, if you're listening now, if you enroll now, you can still take advantage by uh, right. getting that for free as well. You can. What's, what's going to be happening in the first business model conference? We have 10 fantastic executives, C-suite executives uh, from uh, Fila, from Conception Industrial, Mega Thirteen, uh, Union Bank Converge, uh, and uh, uh, Bayad Center, mm-hmm. Acrotran, Computerized Tracking, mm-hmm. uh, you have uh, Chooks to Go, 
uh, and you you have Signal TV, uh, and then you have. I hope I didn't miss anyone. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, okay, there, but, but you'll see them there. Can, can but there you can you, you can go to Mansmith and Filters, and you can see the post, and you can go to Continuum too. It's also posted. Right. Again, if you missed it in Tristan Driving after one hour, it's going to be in the show notes on hustleshare.com. So don't worry. If you don't have to jot this down. If you are driving or biking or whatever, if you're on the move, okay, so calm down. All right, you can always go back. So again, Josiah, thank you very much. And, for follow, and before I let you go, follow us in whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, or anything, any app that you're listening to. And again, if we did say some jargon, it's going to be in the show notes, show notes on hustleshare.com. And again, if you want to suggest guests just like how Chrissy did it for this season premiere, it's uh, please su- share it on the Hustle Share community on Facebook. And lastly, you message us in the Hustle Share community on uh, Hustle Share Chatbot. What is wrong with me? Hustle Chatbot, Hustle Share Chatbot at m.me slash Hustle Share powered by Chatbot EH. Again, just Joe, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Ron, for uh, having me. Finally, we we got it. Uh, we got yes. the schedule right. Finally, right after three or four tries. And happy New Year's! And again, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Happy New Year, everyone. Peace.